0: Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, editor-at-large and politics reporter, in for David Chalian. I write and host The Point newsletter and YouTube show for CNN. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, January the 26th. After almost three decades on the bench, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer plans to retire. Sources tell CNN that Breyer plans to formally announce his retirement at a White House event as soon as tomorrow. The president very much wanted Breyer to have the first official word on his retirement when he was asked about it today. Take a listen. There has been no announcement from Justice Breyer. Let him make whatever statement he's going to make, and I'll be happy to talk about it later. But we know this is coming, and we know the retirement is huge because it means President Biden will have his first opportunity to name a nominee to the Supreme Court if all goes according to plan. Breyer has faced massive pressure in recent years from the liberal left, which has urged him to leave the court while Joe Biden still has a clear path to replace him. So, just for some context here, the court currently has six conservative justices and three liberal justices. Because it's almost certain Joe Biden will choose a liberal to replace Breyer, the new pick will not fundamentally change the balance of the court. However, Biden's pick will likely be much younger than Breyer, meaning they could serve on the court for decades and decades to come. The news of Breyer's retirement comes as the court's conservative majority has flexed its muscles in a huge term thus far. The court has already heard a case that could overturn Roe v. Wade and another that could expand gun rights. Breyer is expected to stay on until the end of the term and a replacement is confirmed. Democrats are at least initially voicing confidence that the Senate will confirm whoever Joe Biden picks to replace Breyer. There is some sense of urgency among Democrats to get this done as soon as possible because Republicans could well win back the 50-50 Senate in 2022. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Biden's nominee, quote, will receive a prompt hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee and will be considered and confirmed by the full United States Senate with all deliberate speed. Mitch McConnell, the Republican Senate leader, said back in June that he wouldn't allow President Biden to fill a Supreme Court vacancy if one were to arise before the 2024 election, if that is Republicans won control of the Senate in 2022. So there's a reason for the urgency from Democrats. And that strategy is similar to the one McConnell followed in 2016 when President Barack Obama was in office. He's argued because there's an upcoming presidential election, voters should get a say before that president gets to make an appointment. We, of course, know how that one turned out. President Donald Trump won and nominated conservative Justice Neil Gorsuch to the court, who was confirmed by the Republican-controlled Senate. But when Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in 2020, where Joe Biden was the Democratic nominee for president, McConnell changed his tune, rushing the nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the bench. So he seemed to have ditched his whole voters should decide argument to squeeze in another conservative justice when the opportunity arose. Elections have consequences, and that is most evident when it comes to fulfilling vacancies on the Supreme Court. Want to know who said that in response to today's retirement news? Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. That's right. Longtime Trump ally, but someone who has voted for Democratic nominees in the past. Now, on the campaign trail, Biden has vowed that he would fill a potential Supreme Court vacancy with an African-American woman. Here's Biden during a 2020 debate. I committed that if I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts will be, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. If he made good on that pledge, it would be a first for the high court. Members of Biden's team have also previously said they are seeking diversity for judicial appointments. They said they would break from the norm by considering historically underrepresented legal backgrounds, including public defenders and civil rights and legal aid attorneys. The potential candidates at this early stage include Kitanji Brown-Jackson, who was confirmed last year to the powerful D.C. Appellate Court, Leandra Kruger, who serves in the California Supreme Court, and J. Michelle Child, South Carolina U.S. District Court Judge. And if you're curious about Breyer himself, well, here's a few facts. He was appointed in 1994 by Bill Clinton. Before serving on the court, Breyer worked in Congress as the chief counsel of the Senate Judiciary Committee in the late 70s, which allowed him to understand the process behind many of the statutes that made their way to the court. At 83 years old, he spent his career trying to focus the law on how it would work for the average citizen. He stressed that the court shouldn't be seen as part of the political branches of government, but recognized that certain opinions could be unpopular. Listen to what he had to say at Harvard Law School last year. It is wrong to think of the court as just another political institution, and it is doubly wrong to think of its members as junior league politicians. If the public sees judges as politicians in robes, it's confidence in the courts and in the rule of law itself can only diminish. Breyer's been a consistent liberal vote on the Supreme Court, remaining true to his liberal roots in areas such as the death penalty, affirmative action, abortion, gun rights and campaign finance. He's also had an unwavering belief in the U.S. system of government and a very pragmatic view of the law. In his later years in the court, he's best known for a dissent he wrote in 2015 in a case concerning execution by lethal injection, where he wanted the court to take up the constitutionality of the death penalty. One other thing that Breyer is known for is having an optimistic view of the world. He highly valued collegiality. Listen. I would like to see less controversy in the political world. I would like to see less division in this country. Listen to people who disagree with you. And if you listen long enough you'll find on something they agree with you. So, he's part of that same generation that President Biden is from, where he cares about being friends with colleagues, even though he might disagree with them politically. Biden and Breyer have had a 40-year friendship themselves, and the president is expected to speak on that friendship tomorrow. The point? This is good for Biden and Democrats. Recent polling shows his base is very unenthusiastic at the moment, and this gives them something to rally around just when President Biden needs it the most. That's it for today's political briefing. I'm Chris Eliza, and thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more of me and my political analysis, subscribe to my nightly email newsletter, The Point, and to CNN's YouTube channel. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level.